Hi, welcome to Unfiltered with Baywatch. First things first, I'd like to give out a shout out to my good friend, Jalissa. She also has a podcast called Jalissa Speaking, so make sure you go and check that out. Coronavirus. Obviously the hottest topic in the entire world right now. As I was doing my research, uh, I did pick up uh, totals for that day. At the total time of my research, totals for cases were 140,904, resulting in 2,405 deaths. Of those cases, travel was the cause of 886 of those cases. Close contact with people is 2,351 leaving 137,667 still under investigation of how these people came in contact with it. I also want to talk about Nebraska because that is where I was born, raised, and hailed from. Uh, We currently have 108 cases and two deaths, making us 45th out of the 50 states in current cases. Obviously, that number is rising every day. So in doing my research for the podcast, I definitely talked with my medical field friends. I also did some listening to some other podcasts and some internet research. Um, So I definitely have to give a shout out to the CNN Coronavirus Fact or Fiction, where we talk with Soji Gupta, the chief medical advisor for CNN, or I guess I should say he talks to us. Um... I've clearly taken what he said, fact-researched it, and talked with my medical field friends to make sure that I'm bringing to you and my best knowledge of the coronavirus, or at least the parts that I want to talk about today. Obviously, this is a respiratory virus. Um, It seems to affect, obviously, the lower respiratory system, the lungs, things like that. There are some people having some upper respiratory things, but that's a little bit more few and far between. So, it also seems that kids seem to be dealing with this better than I think anybody would expect. And the elderly and those with other conditions, smokers, asthma, a lot of respiratory things, uh, people with cancer, you know, already dealing with things that compromise their immune system seem to be struggling the worst. Not saying that, you know, younger people aren't dying from this, being affected from this, because they are just not as much in numbers as as our elderly and immune-compromised friends and family. So the big thing seems to be at least here in Nebraska, uh, I shouldn't say just in Nebraska, all over the world, we're out of medical masks, we're out of gloves, um, and people are buying anything and everything, whether it's medical masks, um, trade schooling masks for people who do drywall and other things, um, all types of gloves. I mean, people are just going absolutely nuts with this. So, as I was looking into things, I was like, are the masks really doing anything for us? And it turns out that COVID-19 really is 
an airborne virus. So wearing a mask as a healthy person isn't doing anything for you because you're still pretty much breathing it in one way or another. The only mask that will truly keep you safe is called an N95 mask. And you have to be fitted for these or they pretty much do nothing for you. Um, and they're supposed to be bulky, kind of hard to breathe in. I mean, they're really there and going to protect you, but um, there's obviously some downsides to that. Of course, when it comes to your health, you know, it's how how far are you willing to to go to protect that. Now, obviously, if you're sick, wearing a mask is helpful because you're helping, you know, containing those germs um, from getting out farther. Um, but as for healthy people, you're really just wasting resources that our medical staff could be using to help those who are truly sick. Now, gloves. Do not get me wrong about gloves. Um, it is something that is vital in every day between food service and medical and dental. Um, and it's really just needed. My biggest thing, though, is watching people. I work in retail. So watching people shopping with gloves on as they touch an item and put it in their cart. And, you know, continue in and go on. And, A, the amount of litter from people who don't want to put these things back into their cars. I mean, we're already hard enough on the earth. Don't even get me started with the amount of rubber gloves we're throwing places. Or latex or, you know, um, vinyl gloves we're throwing everywhere. But unless you are literally sanitizing between every item you pick up, every item you take home, your gloves aren't doing any good either because those germs are still going to be on those items that you're trying to avoid touching. Every item that you go to, whatever germs were on the previous item, you have just spread to your new item. So I think there's a lot of misconception that people think that Gloves are going to save them. Really, if you're that worried about it, like, sanitizing between each item is going to be easier and better for you. But if you're still not sanitizing these items when they get home, you know, Joe Schmo, who touched that can first and then decided he didn't want it, his germs are still on that can. They're going to sit there in your home for at least three days. And if you touch it again, you've already just recontacted Joe Schmo's germs. So, I guess what it comes down to is stop panic buying things that you think are going to be helpful because if you're not using them properly, probably not going to be helpful. Now that we have talked about panic buying, let's get into some of my own personal opinions about COVID-19. Misinformation is clearly one of the most dangerous things. Uh, people just believe so much into what the mass media is just putting out there. And, and medical people have been saying for the longest time that the mass media is making this work worse. And I 100% agree with that. Don't get me wrong. I am not that person who is buying everything and hoarding it. 
Did I buy about two weeks worth of groceries? Absolutely, but that was really more in the fear of mass shutdowns and not having an opportunity to take care of those things. But we are working slowly through those groceries because, as of right now, at least the state of Nebraska doesn't look like we're going to be in a position where nobody can leave their homes for two weeks. Ignorance is also very dangerous. I can't tell you how many people, and I mean, I guess I'm still here at fault, I saw out and about on Sunday afternoon. My good friend, Jalissa, her and I work together, so it's a person that I come in contact with um, weekly, and uh, so we were like, we're already those close contact people because of our jobs. Let's go out and do geocaching, which is something we totally love together. And, I mean, it's still a thing that you can be close contact. You can still maintain that six feet apart. And and we like going to more of the, the rural areas um, or off the trail parks uh, for those geocaches because it's less people and that's part of geocaching. But I cannot tell you how many people were out and about on a Sunday afternoon. I get it. I totally get it not wanting to be cooped up in the house. But maintaining that six feet away, not playing part on park equipment, like, it was just out the window. Um, there was even a person who tried to come to work at my place of employment today who had been in contact with somebody who had been in contact with somebody who had been tested positive for the virus. And obviously they were, you know, shut down, sent home. But it's about being smart and safe because what you're doing is affecting more than just you. It's affecting the next person who comes through. And so, I mean, ignorance is a big thing. People who thought you got coronavirus from Corona beer don't even get me started with how dumb they sound. I mean, truthfully. And then we have what I call the panic people. These are the people that are mass buying masks, mass buying gloves, sanitizer, um, isotopal alcohol to make their own hand sanitizer, toilet paper of all things. It's a respiratory illness going on here, guys. You are not going to poop it out. No matter what you do. I mean, you, maybe the virus comes out when you poop. I don't know. But toilet paper is not going to help you get better. I mean, flour of all, flour, eggs, milk, rice. I mean, people are buying it in bulk and probably enough to last the next 50 years. And I just don't understand. I get it for a few months. Or, you know, there's a lot of awesome things mm -hmm. out there like now, like grocery pickup, where you don't even have to shop for it. Somebody else can shop for it, which, again, helps you maintain those those contacts uh, with different people um, to a point. So mass buying everything is not going to save you. I guess what I'm really trying to say is what when it comes down to it, Wash your hands. Stay at home if possible. For those who can work at home, for those who aren't essential, 
for those whose jobs aren't allowing them to be home and be safe, I get it. Don't go out running about just because you can. You know what I mean? Like, stay home. Pick up a new hobby. Reading, knitting, crocheting, board games, coloring. Spend time with your families. I mean, that's something that our generation and our society doesn't get get to do really anymore. And we have an opportunity to absolutely just get to spend time with our families. Yeah, you can go a little stir-crazy, but that's, you know, time away from each other, doing hobbies, and time together as a family. I mean, personally, I'd absolutely love it. Now, again, wash hands, stay at home if possible. If you want to be active, make sure you are maintaining that six feet of separation. Um... With people you don't live with, if you absolutely have to go see your friend Becky down the street, if you absolutely just can't get over just talking to her, then, you know, try and maintain that six feet away. If you absolutely still want to have family dinner with grandma, you know, make sure that you don't have ten people, you know, in the house at once. Um, If it's not people that are there all the time. Limit your contact besides, you know... Those people you see every day. Those people you come in contact with every day. Think of that new mother. Think of grandma at the nursing home. Think of that neighbor with cancer. Or the little kid down the street with bad asthma. Those people rely on everybody just doing the right thing. I mean, America... We have quite a few people making us look more dumb than ever. And that's not, like, that's saying a lot because we look dumb a lot. Don't get me wrong. I love America. I love Americans. We got some people who make us look really dumb. But let's just come together as we all say we want to and just try and kick this in the butt. I mean, at this point, if people are going to be ignorant and think that It doesn't matter. It doesn't affect me. We're going to be dealing with this for probably the next six months. Anywho, those are my opinions on coronavirus. Those are little tidbits that I've picked up that I felt necessary to talk about. Um, Again, plugging in my friend Jalissa. Jalissa speaking. Make sure you check it out. We've got a couple things a ways down the road that... We plan on doing together. Um, I'm going to hit some hard topics. I just felt like this one was going to be the easiest at first. Um, and I and I feel like the hard topics I'm going to hit first are the ones that um, hit home most for me. That I have the most experience with. Uh, more knowledge on. And then I hope to move into some funner topics. Like Jalissa and I are planning geocaching, which will be in here. Um, so yeah, I hope to see you all soon. Uh, plan on putting out once a week and I am waiting for my actual equipment to get in but it wasn't going to be here in time for when I wanted to launch so um, some point I plan on videoing these I believe um, even though that requires more more work for me uh, in the makeup department and and clothes department I can't just be in my PJs like I am right now but um, yeah 
I, I hope you guys come check out the next one, and we'll see you later. And again, thanks for tuning in with Unfiltered with Baywatch. Thanks for tuning in with Unfiltered with Baywatch, guys. Um, life has just been crazy. I uh, did not expect the turn of events that I had right after starting this. In fact, I am recording this one on the way home. So I wanted to get you guys something just because one of my real life listeners that I know um, says she's been waiting for the next segment and, um, and has been disappointed that I haven't gotten it out yet. Uh, just know that I've heard you, um, and, and here we are. Um, next week's segment is going to be on fertility. In fact, I'd already recorded it for you guys, uh, when I was not having a crazy chaotic part of my week last week, and, um, I'm gonna be honest, it bores me to death. So, I'm gonna re-redo that one for you guys, get a little more jazzed up, um, and not quite so sad. So, um, speaking of sad, oh, my car is telling on me for not wearing my seatbelt. Wear your seatbelt, guys. Don't be like me. Um, we're gonna talk about COVID and death. Um, not a segment I thought I was ever gonna do. I really thought the COVID segment I did was gonna be a one and done. Um, but the reason I'm late is, uh, Easter morning I woke up and, uh, had nine hours of no electricity. So by the time it got on and, you know, I had Easter dinner with my husband and my brother, you know, everybody who lives in my household, um, I was like, I'm going to do this tomorrow. I'm going to record my fertility segment tomorrow um, as soon as I get home from work. And uh, woke up the next morning, got to work for about maybe an hour uh, when I received the call that my grandmother had passed away of natural causes. Um, we always called her the lady with nine lives, um, because in the last two years since, um, she's been diagnosed in the late stages of, uh, good gravy, I'm gonna forget about it, um, pretty much heart failure is what we're gonna say, because I can't think of the actual word, uh, my brain is so scrambled, I apologize, guys, um, and so, um, yeah, I kind of just got kicked into action with that and, um, wasn't sure what life was going to be like. Uh, my last visit with her had been a week and two days and, um, and she was weak. We knew she probably wasn't going to bounce back this time because kid you not guys, this woman again, cat with nine lives has been on death's door four times before the good Lord finally took her. Um, and, uh, I knew it was going to be rough. Um, not only cause I miss my grandma, but we, we have a very stubborn family. So there was a lot of frustrations and a lot of not understanding probably what was grief, but some of the anger coming from different people. Um, and a lot of hurt, I guess, I shouldn't say I guess, I know a lot of hurt, um, happened, and, uh, and by all means, you know, that's, that's already a tricky situation, um, in general, anywho, um, 
So, of course, we're at the, the funeral home, which the funeral home that um, I live around, they are amazing. Um, shout out to Reynolds Love in Nebraska. Um, I mean, if you find them, you know where I grew up. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, they treat you like family, and my family has been blessed enough to not really know them in an outside capacity, but, you know, like, know them, you know, from different things in, in the town to do, um, but, uh, they always treat you like family, and, and they're really down to earth and talk about things, and so, with, with the 10 or less rule, we had to do a lot of figuring things out, we had family out of state that couldn't be there, um, to say goodbye to their mom or their grandma, um, we had other family who wanted to be there but didn't want to be there because they didn't want to risk, you know, being around people um, in in this COVID world we live in right now. And, um, and our original pastor that we, you know, have used for many family services, and uh, she even came and prayed with us um, on our last visit to grandma, which mind you, was through a window at a care home, um, on speakerphone, because that's the best you can do right now, um, trying to be near your loved ones, um, but she came and prayed with us, and then she was unavailable for two weeks, and they just kind of left it at that, so we don't know if it was vacation-wise or COVID-wise, um, but she couldn't be there, and so... They'd found another pastor who kind of portrayed the same heart as, as Pastor Anne. And, um, so we were going to do a, a immediate family only service and, uh, Facebook live it and do a burial and, and let everybody have their closure as best we could. Um, only to find out the day before the viewing that our new pastor's wife was possibly compromised by COVID. So we actually had to cancel our celebration of life and just do gravesite services. Um, and we had to find a third pastor and he did wonderful with little to no time to prepare, you know, without meeting with family, without knowing my grandmother he did wonderful um and even had to you know had a light-hearted story that uh you know made us feel slightly better we weren't sure where he was going with it um but made us feel slightly better about the situation uh I'm gonna be real with you I got time so I'm gonna share this story um he shares the story about creationism. He does tell you that obviously this is not how it happened. Um, but it's, uh, definitely, um, makes you look at life a different way. And so, uh, the story goes is that God made the monkey and said, um, nope, I lied. God made the dog. We start with the dog. God made the dog and said, I want you to live a life where you sit at home and be a companion and bark 
um, you know, and protect the house and all that. Um, and if you do that, I will give you 20 years. And the dog said, that's a really long time to live and to protect a home and, and, you know, wait for an owner. Um, how about I take 10 years and I give 10 back to you? And God said, okay. And so then God made the monkey and said, I want you to do tricks and entertain people um, and bring joy to people's life. And for that, I'll give you 20 years. And the monkey said, 20 years is an awfully long time to be doing tricks. How about I take 10 and give 10 back to you? So then God created the cow and said, I want you to, you know, work hard in the fields um, provide for families, um, you know, have young, you know, provide milk, all this. And for this, I'll give you 80 years. And the cow says, 80 years is a really long time. How about I take 40 and I'll give you the other 40 back. And God said, okay. And so God makes human And says, I want you to enjoy life, have a family, you know, take in what the earth has to offer you and just enjoy this life. And for that, I'll give you 20 years. And man goes, 20 years isn't a whole lot of time to just, you know, enjoy what the world has to offer and whatever. What if I take those 20 years and take all the other years that, you know, the monkey, the cow and the dog gave back? And God goes, sure, I don't know if you know what you're asking for, but I'll let you have them. And so that's why man gets to enjoy the first 20 years of his life, work hard and provide for his family for the next 40, do 10 years of monkey tricks for the grandkids, and spend the last 10 years barking at anybody who comes by their house. And that's how man got 80 years. And that story just makes me chuckle and it really makes you think about life and, and, and what it has to offer and, and a different outlook at things. And, uh, it was really a great story. Um, and so we, we buried grandma and, you know, had a week of getting everything in order and moving stuff, moving my aunt who was her caretaker for over 15 years. Um, but anyway, one of the things we talked about at, um, the funeral home, um, was that they'd had their first COVID death in a nearby town. And, Imagining how hard it is to not be able to grieve in a regular way, but just a natural death. Um, it was so sad, and I totally understand why they do it, but this person was literally picked up, um, you know, in, in all their safety gear that they had to do and taken straight to the crematory to be cremated. Um, the family isn't given a viewing. Uh, I'm sure the family will probably do a celebration of life later of a funeral. Um, you're not even given a choice of how you want to be buried. And, um, I mean, that's truly sad. And that is truly a hard thing to think about, especially, um, 
with everything going on, I mean, to not even be able to see them again, to not even be able to have the choices of your life, I could not imagine. And, um, and I also have a friend who is out in New York currently. Um, she's an EMT working on becoming a paramedic and, uh, her and a bunch of people from her squad volunteered to go to New York and help out. Um, so much love to you guys. If you're listening, um, stay safe. You guys are almost done, uh, by the time this gets posted. So, you know, hopefully quarantine goes well. Hopefully y'all get to come home. Um, but I guess really what I want out of this segment for you guys is, you know, call your grandparents, call your family that you can't see, uh, family you can see, you know, just make sure your family knows how much you love them because you may not get the goodbye you deserve or the goodbye you want. Um, be honest, I don't know the last time I even gave my grandmother a hug, uh, because all of this was going on. Honestly, to be honest with you, it was probably Christmas Eve. Um, and that's tough. It was real tough, guys. So, let's just pray this gets over soon. Pray for those who are sick. Pray for those who are grieving. Um, and just pray that everybody stays healthy. So, uh, this is kind of a short, sappy one, guys. I apologize. Um, fertility is, is a lot of info. I'm going to try and condense it, see if I can't make some lighthearted things in there, but I definitely wanted to get something out to you. So again, thanks for tuning in with Unfiltered with Baywatch. I will see you guys this next Sunday, April 26th. I will have my next podcast out for you guys, so make sure you look out for it. Uh, Again, I'm so sorry with being late, and um, much love, everybody. Have a good night.